0: Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and
1: more affordable than you might think.
0: Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level.
2: You can stick it to the man and big tech. Join our FTL Social Mastodon at social.freetalklive.com.
3: continue on Liberty Conspiracy on Free Talk Live with our conversation with Courtney Turner talking about NACs, natural asset companies, and how they basically represent massive government fascist setups to charge people for the government not going after people and pretend that that is somehow an asset that can be traded.
4: And one of the things that was brought to my attention recently was that uh the part of the like nascent origins of this was they tried to put together a biodiversity treaty and it actually didn't get passed so i yeah and uh, of course they're rebranding they're you know moving forward with all of the and part of the i think the nax was part of that as well because it was all in the name of biodiversity and preserving the wildlife and mm-hmm. Um, you know, that that was one of the claims that they were making. Uh, but I bring that up to say because when you asked about the who. And, of course, right now they're uh, talking about their pandemic treaty and the amendments to the pandemic <laughs> treaty, which are pretty terrifying for anybody who's looked into it just even cursorily. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. So do I think we can stop the, the who? I, I mean, I think the who should be completely dismantled. And if nothing else,
3: except for the band, of course. Yes.
4: Yes, right. Yeah, I know the van look great. <laughs> but uh yeah, I agree. <laughs> but yeah, I think the who and if nothing else well, the United States should just pull out of the who. I mean, there's just absolutely you know, it, we should not be involved at all. Uh do I think they can be stopped? So I don't know if they can really I think that they can we can have guardrails. This is part of so you see my my tweet about uh the beekeeper analogy of the United States. I it's not that I think the United States is. I think the people of the United States can be a bulwark uh, to preserve the free will of humanity. Kind of like the beekeeper, because, you know, they say if the, all the bees go, then the world ceases to exist, right? Everything. Yes, it, it dies. yes, yes, um, yes. The bees are integral. So beekeepers are really, really, like you know, seminal to uh, the existence of uh, life and uh, earth. And I see America kind of, I see the people of America kind of that way, that it's incumbent upon us to stand for the free will of humanity. And I think this is part of why people from all over the world do really look to the United States. And I'm not saying this is not to be like America-centric and, you know, say that we are the best or there's pluses and minuses. I mean, if we're going to be honest and, you know, rational, about this but it we do have something very unique particularly i you know of course i believe in restoration of the constitution but even more than that it's really something so unique in our bill of rights this notion that we were endowed with you know rights by our creator um yeah and that the you know the bill of rights are there to preserve those rights and protect us from any government infringing upon those rights that is a very unique concept not to say that none, nobody else has ever had that thought before but to have it codified in you know a founding uh, integral document for which the United States is, you know, the country, the nation is founded upon uh, is very unique. And I think that it's something that we really need to uphold. Uh, And through that, uh, all this to get back to the who, right, Uh, to be involved in any kind of a, you know, uh, worldwide centralized kind of uh, an apparatus and infrastructure like that is, you know, antithetical to, forget the Constitution, to the Bill of Rights. You know, you can't, all of these policies that the WHO wants to make are, they can't, there's a reason why we have the 10th Amendment even, right? right? Even for the federal government to make policy over, you know, people living in Florida versus people in, in uh, Washington State. I mean, their environments are so different. Just they're Temperature and their topography. Exactly. Radically different. So, you know, and the same thing is going to apply for, uh, you know, people's health. When you're living in different environments, when you have access to different resources, when you have uh, different socioeconomic environments, your, your health is going to be impacted very differently. So to make a blanket kind of, I and we don't even need to just look at, you know, a worldwide to make that point. I mean, we could just look at a state. People who live in a very rural area of one state versus in a city of one state. We saw this with things like COVID. And you can argue about what COVID was, but, you know, I... I'm very much not a, a germ theory uh, person, so I, I don't really subscribe to that. I, not at least not in terms of contagions. Uh, mm-hmm. But but even even if you were to subscribe to that, we saw what happened with people who lived in certain cities versus people who lived in a more rural areas and how they were impacted. So we're supposed to have a blanket kind of policy that applies to everyone. It's it's asinine. It's absolutely preposterous. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So do I yeah. think
4: we can, to answer the question, can we push back uh, against, can we stop the who? I don't know if we can stop the who because so many other countries really are just completely bought into this whole UN agenda. Um, they, they've they already, uh, in many ways, just kind of ceded to that. that mm-hmm. I don't know that we can stop that. Uh, but I think that... We can lead by example and we can opt out and we can protect America. We can restore the Bill of Rights, potentially the Constitution, uh, the entire Constitution. Uh, but, you know, first and foremost, we can restore the Bill of Rights, which is in great jeopardy right now. So
3: so true. And, and you know, uh, in, in saying so true, I don't want to, you know, cut you off or anything. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, no. Courtney, yeah. uh, you, you talk about restoration. Uh, yeah occasionally i'll mention things to people you know I, I saw my brother the other night was watching on twitter and that restored you know, energy to me and that sort (laughs) of thing. And I see the comments from the Rockfin chatters or the rumble chatters. And some of these people I know, some of these people host their own shows. David Knight has me fill in for him sometimes and that restores my energies. And, and yeah, so to, to just mention this really is without being, you know, without, you know, spouting rhetoric or anything, it really is a grounding. It's a restoration, just talking to you and thinking about the things that we can do as we work to try to eliminate some of these controllers in our lives. And I think you're absolutely right. You know, I'm again, a voluntarist, but we can Mm. hold the document up that they swore to uphold. And even though they have placed people in the courts that are fatuous blowhards, yeah. you know, Soros connected people or the people who are working to try to get themselves up to become a governor here or a this or that or appointed to a higher court system. And they don't care. They just go with starry diseases. And well, yes, we're we're just saying that we're making things up, you know, Um I think we we can use that as a defensive weapon and say, and and in fact, I'll even show on on your uh, Twitter feed here, Monica Perez, great defender of freedom, says, I call our Constitution hashtag the thin parchment line between humanity and world tyranny. Example, when we lose our Second Amendment, the world's governments will not hold back. No downside to showing their hand after that. It is a very strong line of at least written defense. Yeah. to show people say no you're not supposed to do this based on your promises i never signed it but you promised so yeah. lay off you know
4: exactly and I, yeah. I i love monica by the way we've done several shows together and i had i had the great pleasure of uh, we actually did a show in person i was uh-huh. out in california and we got to do one we got to meet in real life and do a show together so that was super fun um, oh, and man. we we talked about the uh, uh, left right uh, dialectics and uh, endangering, actually, the Constitution, you know, for constitutional uh, subversion. Uh, but I, I wanted to address when you talked about voluntarism, and uh, I've wrestled with this a lot kind of personally. Um, you know, I think that it, I. I I'm very reticent to ever label myself. I think that that's part of that whole, you know, the group identity where they can pit us against each other. Uh, so yeah. I, I tend to refrain from that. And I'm I'm such a divergent thinker, anyway. So I have a hard time agreeing holistically with any one set of uh, ideals. But I will say this: even as a, even though that is something I very much align uh, largely with, I still think at the local level we do have a lot of power. Uh, politically. And people really need to engage locally, even if it's not, you know, Quote unquote politically, but at least actively communally, uh, definitely there's a lot of power there. I still believe uh, if there's any power at all, I think that's where it is and that's where it yeah. resides. And yeah. I almost think that if we could replicate, uh, like, you know, the the cantons but without the socialism, that would almost be one of the most ideal <laughs>
5: possibilities. That would be great. Yeah. That would
3: be absolutely terrific. Yes, absolutely. Decentralization is so, so important yeah. and it has to be based on a recognition. Defendable, arguable set yeah. of standards, and I think if we go to the Federalist concept as originally, uh, I would, I would anti-Federalist to the, exactly. I, was gonna <laughs> say, I would prefer to have the Articles of Confederation, but at least the U.S. Constitution <laughs> as it was written. You know, we can hold it up, we we can defend these things, and we can draw out the history for these lessons. Yeah. We can say, look, this is where the usurpations happened. You know, these yeah. are the you know, um, which I
4: think was in our Declaration of Independence like thirty yeah. times.
3: Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That train's getting pretty stinking long, huh? The train of abuses, right, Courtney? Um, So let me show your website again, because I I hope I can attract four or five people watching right now to go to your website, Courtney Turner's website, everybody. Check it out, because in particular, you can check out Venmo, ways that you can uh, get in touch with Courtney to schedule an appearance, uh, to Mm -hmm. schedule a talk. And Courtney, uh, do you have some ideas on what you might be telling us uh, might be coming in the future for you over the next week or so? Uh, You probably are really tired after all this work.
4: (laughs) Yeah, I I was really hoping I might get So I wanted to take the weekend off last weekend for my birthday, but that didn't happen because I was very focused on this. Um, So it did not happen at all. So I'm kind of hoping I might do that this weekend. Uh, but I don't know, because I have uh, four, possibly, I'm waiting to hear back, five shows uh, tomorrow. Um, so, and then I have two on Friday. So, those are in all different ranges of topics, and... Uh, some will be addressing this as uh, some, uh, actually have someone coming on talking about, he wrote a book uh, arguing the case for free will actually. So I'm excited for that. That'll be a fun uh, conversation. Uh, yeah. And I think I have I uh, I don't know how many for next week, but we have, we have quite a few.
3: All um, right. So we go to Courtney Turner, C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y, N-E-A-Y.
4: It's like Courtney, it's like C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y. Exactly. But I you want to mention this really quickly, just for your audience, I do something, called the cause fest and cause stands for creative artists uniting for the sovereignty of everyone so we did it last june 3rd and 4th we had uh, 53 acts total so it was 26 hours of content that is up on the site you can go to rebels dot and that is spelled out for and it's rebels plural cause.com and it is in it's essentially artist for liberty so i i was an actress producer i'm an aerial acrobatic performer so i'm very much an artist and i'm passionate about the arts but i used to you know make the joke that you kind of had to bargain with the devil in order to have any success in the arts and whether it be you know music or hollywood and now i think that's kind of more literal but we'll we'll pretend it's still figurative uh but (laughs) i so i just knew noticed that, you know, they really were promulgating an agenda and it very much, I mean, now we've seen the Grammys, you know, they're overtly being satanic and putting satanic messages. Uh, You know, Disney went from being very subvert, covert, and now they're kind of right out in the open, in your face, oh, they're yeah. doing movies about Lucifer, like, you know, uh, the impregnating the, the teenage girl and, yeah, yeah. Fall, she falls in love with the devil. Um, <laughs> so, it, they said this is no longer uh, subliminal and uh, under the radar. It's in your face. So, I wanted to give a platform to independent creative artists. So, we had awesome. tons of speakers. We had comedians, musicians. Uh, I, I do two aerial performances and filmmakers and artists, like uh, fine artists. Anyway, all this to say that we are going to be doing another one, probably in June. I think it will be in the Nashville area, but that's where we seem to uh, have gotten some interest and potential partners. And uh, we have some great artists who have shown interest, but we are seeking any sponsorship or it was a very expensive event. We, at the very last minute, did get a great sponsor uh, who made it happen, Uh, but we would like not to wait till the week before because you'd be surprised how much time it takes just to pay bills. So, uh, oh, I can.
3: Yeah, I can imagine, Courtney. And, you know, the other thing I wanted to mention too, and people inside Rockfin have thrown up the link to Rebels for Cause. Uh, so, inside Rockfin, uh, while you're watching the show, everybody, or if you're watching afterwards, you can scroll through the comments. Uh, but again, it's Rebels for Cause, C A U S E dot com. And uh, you know, I used to work in Los Angeles, and it was a difficult world for a libertarian. Uh, oh, yeah. I later discovered that yeah, one of my bosses at Voyager. I realized he was a libertarian while I was there because uh, I had a Reason magazine t shirt on under one of my button down shirts. And one of the other people in a story meeting asked what the shirt was underneath. You could sort of see it said Reason, but you couldn't quite. Yeah. And Brandon Braga, the guy who created the Borg, as a oh, bit of a yeah. warning. Yeah. He said, oh, that's a Reason Magazine shirt. And that was 1998. Right. So, you know, not too many people knew Reason Magazine back then. So I'm like, yeah. ah, and I had dinner with him a few years ago. He goes, so you're a libertarian. I'm like, yeah, you too. And he goes, how'd you know that? I was like, Oh, I remember that day I had that shirt. He goes, oh yeah. I'm like, yeah, I knew, I knew. So it was, it was interesting. But I, I also want to mention because you've taken so much time and you continue to do so, Courtney, in being a guest on a show, I mm-hmm. again I hope I can encourage people to go mm-hmm. and support you, go to your website and you know, send a little something your way because this is a lot of time that you devote just in conversation with me, you know. So mm-hmm. um, you know, I it it's it's difficult to sort of frame it in the correct words, but right. I, I do wanna just mention that if I can get a couple people to remember your website go over there and show their appreciation. I think that'd be awesome. So yeah, I
4: appreciate it. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank
3: you. No problem. No problem. And then later I'll hit you, you know, we'll start our own corporations with the sec. It'll be awesome. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Courtney, thank you so much. I'll give you the, uh, I'm going to, you know, continue with the show and I'll contact you either tonight or tomorrow and that sort of thing. But again, I hope that people will check it out. Courtney, Courtney Turner, (laughs) T U R. N-E-R dot com. And uh, I will just look forward to hearing people's comments left and right about all the things you're doing. And again, we can't take our eye off the ball here on the basketball court, but right now it looks <laughs> like the ball has been steered away from the hoop. We've we've deflected a shot. So yes. we, we pulled a Kareem it. Abdul-Jabbar and stuffed it down It's still bouncing on the court now.
4: That that's exactly right. Yes. Well, Courtney,
3: thanks. I, Thank I really you. appreciate it. And I'll give you I'll give you our outro here. This okay. is uh I'll show you this one as we go. This is my little mind melt thing, as you know, from my days at Star Trek. So as they would say on Star Trek, live long and prosper. And I don't know whether that has any occult uh meanings or not, but uh in honor of, of all your work. Thanks, Courtney, and I I'll, I'll be in touch tonight and then uh tomorrow as well.
4: Wonderful. Thanks so much.
3: Thanks, you it, Courtney. Thanks, Courtney. Take care. Thank oh, you. man. Got it.
1: I must try to mind meld with it. it. Eternity ends.
6: It's out.
4: Minds
2: are merging, Doctrine. Our
1: minds are one. I feel what you feel. I know what you know.
3: Oh, man. Thank you, Courtney, for doing all her um, amazing work. And uh, thank you in the audience as well for being supportive of all her great work. Again, I'll show you the website for Rebels for Cause. Awesome stuff for them. And uh, her Twitter feed, again, Twitter slash X feed, she has a link to that inside her Twitter slash X feed. You can find it right there, and let me give you the full screen. Courtney Turner podcast and Rebels for Cause is linked there. But, uh, of course, if you go to Courtney Turner, just turn her at Twitter feed into a.com and you'll be able to go to her website. So, wow, what'd you think of that? That was awesome. That was so awesome. And again, here's a quick reminder of what we're discussing and what we have to beware of many things, of course, the SEC's creation of natural asset companies. And I'll again, I'll tie that into what I wrote about in October of 2022, the Fed's now pilot, announced pilot program for major U.S. banks to manage so-called climate-related radi- financial risks, applying arbitrary numbers to the risks that they claim and then saying, well, if you abide by what we tell you to abide by, if you do what we tell you to do, then you will be okay and you can get a carbon credit. Oh, yes, indeed. You know, folks, I want to turn to uh, a follow-up on something that we discussed yesterday and um, over the past couple days, actually. So I want to turn to a couple things. First about journalism and for that i want to play a little something from the sex pistols from their filthy lucre tour when they did the song new york and of course oh but wait a minute i didn't do the flash let's go back for a second we've got to play the flash very important stuff let's look at the rest of the program actually everyone and then we'll see whether or not we want to go with the sex pistols or another one of our big items here the Flash, journalistic jokers edition. Then we've got EVs and wind, love you, and border liars and more, and the journalists and flying and uh, lying feds, the flying leads. So uh, that's the Fed Fed Leplin. So let's get into what is on tap, everyone. We need to ring that bell.
6: <laughs> yes.
3: to turn to a little something special from, as I mentioned, the Sex Pistols. Let's go with a little question that Johnny Lydon asked as he played their opening song at Finsbury Park from the Filthy Lucre CD, 1996 live recording, because they had been slammed by the journalists all throughout their career, on and off when they were formed. And this is the song, New York, as Johnny asked the eternal question... Let's go get him, Johnny. Go get him.
6: go get him.
5: Love that. That
3: is just an amazing disc. And so let's turn real quick to the first item on the journalistic front, and that is a little video presentation to remind us of what we showed yesterday from the great and wonderfully auspicious Rachel Maddow as they discussed, you know what, not showing the Donald Trump acceptance speech for having won, his victory speech. Here is Russell Brand wearing a cross, and they are doing a Bible study now. Very interesting stuff to see. Russell's growth is amazing, and he is really sticking up for free speech. Watch as he skewers Rachel Maddow. And then we're going to add a couple more things to our discussion from last night, uh, basically queuing off of uh, this great presentation from Russell.
7: Who is making the Democrats unelectable? Is it Donald Trump, or is it the Democrats themselves? <laughs> The legacy media are falling apart, assuming that Trump 2024 is an inevitability. How can they maintain that Joe Biden, visibly waxen and cadaverous before our eyes, can oppose this force? We'll be back with
3: more Liberty Conspiracy on Free Talk Live.
1: It's obvious the unthinkable continues. Most Americans know something very wrong is happening. People in charge keep telling you that everything's fine and to stop noticing. But you know better. That's why self-reliant folks are investing in emergency food storage. And you should, too. My Patriot Supply. that same day and arrive quickly on your doorstep in unmarked boxes. Go to mypatriotsupply.com today. Time is running out to prepare for what's coming. Mypatriotsupply.com.
8: S.A. News Update. It is a landmark Department of Justice report released Thursday into the shortcomings of law enforcement officers who responded to the school shooting in Uvalde, Texas in May 2022. Failures in leadership
0: and tactics. communications.
8: U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland announced the 600-page DOJ report. It said the shooting could have been stopped sooner.
0: 33 students and three of their teachers were trapped in a room with an active shooter for over an hour as law enforcement officials remained outside. The
8: mass shooting left 21 killed and 17 others injured, including many young children. More snow's in store for more than 100 million Americans for this weekend. Forecasters say two back-to-back storms will spread at least three inches of snow across some 18 states, from Wyoming to New York. I'm Ryan Daniels.
7: Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the dead doctors don't lie guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, Again, that's toll-free, young one 855 young
2: Appreciate what we do? Help us advertise, market, and promote for just $5 a month at amp.freetalklive.com.
3: Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Tired of the ever-inflating U.S. dollar? You can live your life on Dash with BitRefill.com, where you can buy gift cards from big retailers, including grocers, gas stations, phone refills, Amazon, and even prepaid MasterCards. Thanks to DashDAO for sending us 32 Dash per month for this sponsorship. It's easy to get and use Dash. You can learn more at Dash.org. That's Dash.org. Welcome back to Liberty Conspiracy on Free Talk Live. I want to play for you in its entirety the speech that Javier Malay gave to the audience in Davos, Switzerland, at the World Economic Forum. When queried about why he would go there to address the parasitic fascist thugs at the world economic forum he said he was not going to join them he was going to inject ideas of freedom and he did a remarkable job i think this might stand out as one of the greatest speeches for freedom in many many years
6: today i am present to inform you that the western world is facing a significant threat It is in danger because those who are supposed to defend the values of the Western world are co-opted by a worldview that inevitably leads to socialism and consequently to poverty and economic deprivation. Unfortunately, in recent decades, motivated by some well-intentioned desires to help others and others by the desire to belong to a privileged caste, the main leaders of the Western world have abandoned the model of freedom for different versions of what we call collectivism. We are here to tell you that collectivist experiments are never the solution to the problems that afflict the citizens of the world, but rather they are their cause. Trust me there is no one better than us Argentines to provide testimony on these two issues when we embrace freedom in 1860 in 35 years we became the world's first dominant power 35 years we became the first world power while when we embraced collectivism over the past 100 years we saw how our citizens began to systematically impoverish themselves until they fell to the 140th position in the world 40 in the world but before we can have this discussion it would be important for us to first look at the data that supports why free-market capitalism is not only a possible system to end world poverty but also the only morally desirable system to achieve it. If we consider the history of economic progress we can see how from year zero until around 1800 the world's per capita GDP remained practically constant throughout the reference period if one looks at a chart of the evolution of economic growth throughout human history one would be seeing a chart with the shape of a hockey stick, an exponential function that remained constant for 90% of the time and exponentially shoots up from the 19th century. The sole exception to this stagnant history was at the end of the 15th century with America's discovery. Except for this, from year 0 to 1800, global per capita GDP remained stagnant without any significant changes. Now not only did capitalism generate an explosion of wealth from the moment it was adopted as an economic system, but if one analyzes the data, what is observed is that growth has been accelerating throughout the entire period. During the entire period between year zero and 1800, the per capita GDP growth rate remained stable at around 0.02% annually, that is practically without growth. From 19th century with industrial revolution, growth rate reaches 0.66%. Given the current rate, it would require a time span of approximately 107 years to achieve a twofold increase in per capita GDP. In 1900, 1950, growth rate rises to 1.66% annually. 150, growth rate rises to 1.36% annually. We no longer need 107 years to double per capita GDP but 66. If we take the period between 1950 and the year 2000, we can see that the growth rate was 2.1% annually, which would mean that in just 33 years, we could double the world's per capita GDP. This trend, far from stopping, remains alive even now. If we consider the period from 2000 to 2023, the growth rate increased again at 3% per year, meaning we could double our per capita GDP globally in only 23 years. Now, when studying per capita GDP from 1800 to today, what is observed is that after the industrial revolution, global per capita GDP multiplied by more than 15 times, generating an explosion of wealth that lifted 90% of the world's population out of poverty. We must never forget that by the year 1800, About 95% of the world's population lived in extreme poverty, while that number dropped to 5% by the year 2020 prior to the pandemic. The conclusion is obvious. Far from being the cause of our problems, free market capitalism as an economic system is the only tool we have to end hunger, poverty, and destitution throughout the planet. The empirical evidence is unquestionable. Therefore, as there is no doubt that free market capitalism is superior in productive terms, the left's doxa has attacked capitalism for its moral issues, for being, according to them, as its detractors say, unjust. They claim capitalism is bad because it's individualistic, and collectivism is good because it's altruistic towards others. And thus they strive for social justice, but this concept that has become trendy in the developed world recently, in my country, it has been a constant in political discourse for over 80 years. The issue is that social justice is unfair and doesn't contribute to general well-being. On the contrary, it's an inherently unfair idea because it's violent. It's unfair because the state is financed through taxes and taxes are collected coercively. Or can any of us confidently say, that they pay taxes of their own free will. This implies that the state is funded through coercion and that the higher the tax burden, the greater the coercion, leading to a reduction in freedom. Those who promote social justice start from the idea that the economy as a whole is a cake that can be distributed in a different way. But that cake is not given. It is wealth that is generated in what, for example, Israel Kirshner calls a market discovery process. If the good or service that a company offers is not desired, that company goes bankrupt unless it adapts to what the market is demanding. Create a high quality product at a good price or attractive, succeed and produce more so the market is a process of discovery where the capitalist finds the right direction on the go. But if the state punishes the capitalist for success and blocks him in this process, it destroys his incentives and the consequences are that he will produce less and the cake will be smaller, generating harm to society. Collectivism, by inhibiting discovery and hindering appropriation, ties the entrepreneur's hands, preventing him from producing better goods and offering better services at a better price. How can it be then that from academia, international orgs, politics, and econ theory, An econ system is demonized that not only has lifted 90% of the world's pop out of extreme poverty and does so increasingly faster, but is also fair and morally superior. Thanks to capitalism, the world is currently in its best moment. There has never been a moment in history with greater prosperity than the one we live in today. Today's world is freer, richer, more peaceful, and more prosperous than ever before. This is true for everyone, but particularly for those countries that are free, where they respect economic freedom and individual property rights. Because free countries are 12 times richer than repressed ones. Saying goes that in countries with freedom, people live better than 90% of population in repressed countries. It has 25 times fewer poor people in the standard format and 50 times fewer in the extreme format. And if that weren't enough, citizens of free countries live 25 percent longer than citizens of repressed countries now in order to understand what we come to defend it is important to define what we mean when we talk about libertarianism to define it i take up the words of the greatest proponent of the ideas of freedom in argentina professor alberto venegas lynch who says that libertarianism is the unrestricted respect for the life project of others based on the principle of non-aggression and in defense of the right to life, liberty and property whose fundamental institutions are private property, free markets without state intervention, free competition, division of labor and social cooperation where one can only be successful by serving others with goods of better quality at a better price. In other words, the capitalist, the successful entrepreneur is a social benefactor who contributes to the well-being of society as a whole. In short, a successful entrepreneur is a hero. This is the model that we are proposing for the future of Argentina, a model based on the fundamental principles of libertarianism, the defense of life, freedom, and property. Now. If free market capitalism and economic freedom have been remarkable instruments to eradicate poverty globally, and we are presently experiencing the most favorable period in human history, it is worth inquiring why I assert that the West is in jeopardy. I argue that the West is endangered as in countries defending free market, private property, and other institutions of libertarianism, sectors of the political and economic establishment, due to errors in their theoretical framework and ambition for power, undermine libertarianism, opening doors to socialism, and potentially condemning us to poverty, misery, and stagnation. Because it should never be observed that socialism is always and everywhere impoverishing, failed in all countries where attempted. It was a failure economically, it was a failure socially, it was a failure culturally, and it also killed more than 100 million human beings. The main problem of the West today is that we not only have to confront those who, even after the fall of the wall and overwhelming evidence, continue to advocate for impoverishing socialism, but also our own leaders, thinkers, and academics who, sheltered in a misguided framework, undermine the foundations of the system that has given us the greatest wealth and prosperity in our history. The theoretical framework I am referring to is neoclassical economic theory, which designs an instrument unintentionally functional to the intrusion of the state, socialism, and the degradation of society. The issue with neoclassicals is that since the model they fell in love with doesn't match reality, they attribute the error to the supposed market failure instead of revising the premises of their model on the text about a supposed market failure regulations are introduced that only generate distortions in the price system that hinder economic calculation and consequently savings investment and growth this problem essentially lies in the fact that not even supposedly libertarian economists understand what the market is since if it were understood it would quickly be seen that it is impossible for there to be such a thing as a market failure. The market is not just a graphical description of a supply curve and a demand curve on a graph. The market is a mechanism of social cooperation where property rights are voluntarily exchanged. Thus, considering this definition, discussing market failure is a contradiction in terms. There is no market failure. If transactions are voluntary, the only situation in which there can be a market failure is if there is coercion present. And the only one with the ability to coerce in a generalized manner is the state that possesses the monopoly of violence. Consequently, if someone considers that there is a market failure, I would recommend that they check if there is state intervention in the middle. If no state intervention found, suggest reanalyzing as it is definitely wrong. Market failures do not exist. An example of the alleged market failures described by neoclassicals are concentrated structures in the economy. However, without functions that demonstrate increasing returns to scale, whose counterpart are the concentrated structures of the economy, we would be unable to explain the phenomenon of economic growth from 1800 to the present day. Look how interesting. Commencing from the year 1800 and extending onwards with the population experiencing a multiplication of more than eight or nine times. The per capita income underwent a growth of more than 15 times in magnitude. To clarify, there are more returns. This caused poverty to drop from 95% to 5%. However, the presence of increasing yields implies the existence of concentrated structures which would be referred to as, for example, a monopoly in the market economy. How can it be that something that has generated so much well-being? According to neoclassical theory, that is considered a market failure. Neoclassical economists think outside the box. When the model fails, don't get angry with reality. Get angry with the model and change it the dilemma for the neoclassical model is that they aim to enhance market functioning by targeting perceived failures by doing so they not only open doors to socialism but also undermine economic growth for instance implementing regulations on monopolies dismantling their profits and obliterating increasing returns would inevitably annihilate economic growth in other words each time you want to correct a presumed market failure inevitably due to not knowing the market or because you have become attached to a failed model you are opening doors to socialism and condemning people to poverty however in the face of the theoretical demonstration that state intervention is harmful the empirical evidence that it failed because it could not be otherwise the solution that collectivists will propose is not greater freedom but greater regulation generating a downward spiral of regulations until we all become poorer and the lives of all of us depend on a bureaucrat sitting in a luxury office given the resounding failure of collectivist models and the undeniable advances of the free world socialists were forced to change their agenda They left behind the class struggle based on the economic system to replace it with other supposed social conflicts equally harmful to community life and economic growth. The first of these new battles was the ridiculous and unnatural fight between man and woman. Libertarianism already establishes equality between sexes. The cornerstone of our creed states that all men are created equal that we all have the same unalienable rights granted by the creator, among which are life, liberty, and property. This radical feminism agenda has led to increased state intervention, hindering the economic process. It provides jobs to bureaucrats who haven't contributed anything to society, whether through women's ministries or international organizations promoting this agenda. Another conflict that socialists pose Is that of humans against nature They argue that humans cause harm to the planet And that it must be protected at all costs Even advocating for population control mechanisms Or supporting the controversial agenda of abortion rights Unfortunately, these harmful ideas have strongly permeated our society Neo-Marxists have managed to co-opt the common sense of the Western world They achieved this through the appropriation of the media, culture, universities, and yes, even international organizations. The final case is very serious, as it involves institutions with huge influence on the political and economic decisions of the countries in these multilateral organizations. Fortunately, more of us dare to raise our voices, as we see that if we don't confront these ideas head-on, The only possible destiny is more state, more regulation, more socialism, more poverty, less freedom, and consequently, a worse quality of life. Unfortunately, the West has already started down this path. To many, it may sound ridiculous to suggest that the West has embraced socialism, but this view is only ridiculous if one limits themselves to the traditional economic definition of socialism which states that it is an economic system where the state owns the means of production. In my opinion, this definition needs to be updated to reflect the current circumstances from my perspective. Today, states don't need to control means of production to control every aspect of individuals' lives. With tools such as monetary issuance, debt, subsidies, interest rate control, price controls, and regulations to correct alleged market failures they can control the destinies of millions of human beings This is how we have reached the point where with different names or forms good parts of the politically accepted offers in most Western countries are generally collectivist variants whether they openly declare themselves as communists fascists, Nazis, socialists, social democrats National Socialists, Christian Democrats, Keynesians, Neo-Keynesians, Progressives, Populists, Nationalists, or Globalists. In the end, there are no substantive differences. Everyone argues that the state should control all aspects of individuals' lives. All define a model contrary to the one that led humanity to the most spectacular progress in its history. We are here today to extend an invitation to the other Western countries to resume the path towards prosperity. Economic freedom, limited government, and unrestricted respect for private property are vital for economic growth. The impoverishment that collectivism produces is not a fantasy, nor is it fatalism. It is a reality that Argentinians have known very well for at least 100 years. Because we have already experienced it, we have already gone through this. Because as I said before, since we decided to abandon the model of freedom that had made us rich, we are trapped in a downward spiral where we are getting poorer every day. This is, we have already experienced it ourselves, and we are here to warn you about what can happen if Western countries who became rich with the model of freedom continue on this path of servitude. The Argentine case is the empirical proof that regardless of wealth, natural resources, population capability, education level, or the amount of gold bars in the central bank's coffers These factors do not guarantee success If measures are adopted that hinder the free functioning of markets, free competition, free price systems, if trade is hindered, if private property is attacked The only possible destination is poverty. To summarize, I want to convey a message to all entrepreneurs present, and those who are not, but are following us from around the globe, whether they're here or not, physically. Don't be intimidated by the political caste or the parasites who live off the state. Don't yield to a political class that only wants to prolong its power and preserve its privileges. You are social benefactors. You are heroes. You are the creators of the most extraordinary era of prosperity we have ever experienced. Don't let anyone say ambition is immoral. If you earn money, it's because you provide a superior product, better price, contributing to well-being. Do not yield to the advance of the state. The state is not the solution. The state is the problem itself. You are the true protagonists of this story, and know that from today, you have Argentina as an unconditional ally. Thank you very much, and long-life freedom, Dammit. Congratulations to Javier
3: Malay. He went in and spoke to two audiences, the fascist cronies in front of him who have already been corrupted by the collectivist ideologies within economics and the social fronts, and the people outside. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you soon on Liberty Conspiracy on Free Talk Live.
0: often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few. In one month, my blood pressure dropped significantly. I no longer get chest pain after exercise. It's amazing, and I ordered my second bottle. The reviews are spot on. My target is to get off BP meds, and if it keeps going like this, I see a light at the end of the tunnel. So far, a great product is what it claims to be